You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God as you see that open your Bible at Isaiah 55. <coughs> now this morning I laid a foundation that we're going to call on tonight. We're talking about fourth dimensional increase. We are firstly spirit beings. When God created man, he said, let us make man in our image, in our image. God does not have a natural body. Jesus today does. But in the beginning, when there was the word and the word was with God, the word was God. God is spirit. So if we are created in the image of God, it means we are created in that spirit image. Then God man manifested, created a natural realm governed by three-dimensional laws and placed his man in it. But God never intended for creation to govern and dominate man. Because when he revealed his creation to man, he said, let them have dominion. Let them have dominion. What is man that you're mindful of him? The son of man that you visit with him? You created him just a little lower than Elohim, God. And you created all things to put under his feet. You gave him dominion over all your creation. So you and I have been given dominion. So we govern this world. Now obviously in the natural realm, people study out natural laws and you can use those laws and govern them. For example, I've used many times before the illustration of flight. Flight is possible because we understand the various laws. And if you construct something in the natural correctly, you can use those laws to govern wherever you want that airplane to be. And you can control it. Anybody, you don't need to be born again to fly an airplane. Even medical science, if someone breaks an arm, you don't need to be a Christian to mend that arm, to put it back. But here's the thing. No doctor knows how to cause a bone to grow. They might understand it. They might study it. They may be able to give some substance that will encourage it. But they're not the ones taking the bones and putting them back together. They, they set you up in the natural but your body is designed by God to repair itself. It's built into the system. Now, this natural realm is governed by natural laws. And so, for example, if a woman falls pregnant, on average, it's going to take nine months for that child to be born. In the natural. Are you with me? And in the natural, it, you know, you're limited by natural laws. You, 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 you don't impregnate nine women and get a child in one month. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? There's a certain construct to the law. You are limited by that time. But remember this, you're a spirit being. You're not governed by time. You're not governed by space. 
You're not limited to the natural laws. A doctor may say, based on a natural report, this person, based on this and history, they got four months to live. Well, he's using natural laws, he's using natural progression. You know, A plus B equals C, you know, he works it out. And usually that's what happens. But praise God, you and I are not limited to that natural law. We live in a higher dimension. And God makes it very plain. In Isaiah 55, verse eight, my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. What's God saying? In the natural realm, you can only think so far. You can only educate to a certain level. There's only so many laws you can study out and then you're limited by that law. You know, even if you look at things in the natural, you do know that when you take, for example, uh, the 100 meter sprint, there were days that that took, you know, so many seconds. But over the years, they've been cutting off the seconds. But you notice in the beginning, they would cut seconds off. Then they cut off tenths of a second. Then they cut off hundreds of a second. Now they're cutting off thousands of a second. But you do understand that's only possible because of technology that reads faster than that. But there is a point where in the natural, you're not gonna get someone run the 100 meters in one second. In the natural. I don't care how fast you are. Why? Because there's a limitation to how fast you can move in the natural. You getting this? And yet, when you have a look in the Word and you find that Philip goes ahead and he baptizes the eunuch and then when he gets up, the eunuch gets on his chariot and he rides off. And the Bible says Philip's walking and then he found himself in the next town. That's not even like you know, the Old Testament prophet that ran faster than the chariot of Ahab. Are you with me? That alone is supernatural. He told Ahab, you better get home, the rain's coming. And then he outran him's chariot. There's some fourth dimensional happening there. But this Philip didn't even do any running. He was just walking and he's in the next town. See, God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. There's a limitation to how far you can get. Now, I'm sure we all here with the same expectation. If you came in here by accident and you're not expecting to increase, please, I, I ask you, you know, I, I, I don't want to force anything on you. But how many you came with the expectation of increasing? I need to know I'm talking to the right people. Because there are those that will try and talk you out of this. But don't let, don't let that bother you. Amen. Don't let your auntie's doctrine get in the way. It's like, we're going to go with the Word of God. See, people that don't understand the realm of the Spirit won't get what you get. So we're going to work in this realm of God's supernatural. So as long as you're wanting to increase, 
You may want your boss to give you an increase, but he's also thinking in the natural. He only can afford to give you five, six, seven. If you ask for 10, well, maybe we'll do that, but we've got to squeeze the budget. You know, these guys that come in want 20%, that's only because they brought extra profit in and I got some more money. But where do they going to double your salary? Where do they, come on, are you with me? So in the natural, you're limited. If you weren't earn X amount per hour, there's only so many hours you can work. See, that's the natural realm. You are not limited to that natural realm. Your income is not dependent on how hard you can work. Now, I'm not saying you don't have to work. The Bible's clear. If you don't work, you're worse than an infidel. You need to supply for your family. Are you with me? You do need to put the work in. Even when uh, the prophet said that there's rain coming, he told the king, dig ditches. You better dig a lot of ditches. There's, See, they had to still do their work. But there's a fourth dimensional happening happening. There's water coming that you don't know where it comes from, but it is, it's on its way. But get your ditches ready. So there is work that you need to do. You need to put in the effort. But what I'm saying is you can't work hard enough to produce everything God wants to give into your life. So that means we have to move to a fourth dimensional life. And God says, you're not limited by your natural thoughts. He says, my thoughts are outside of this natural realm. They're higher than your thoughts. And as I said this morning, he could have stopped there and we would give him glory because he's God. He should be, you know, outthink us. But he doesn't. He says, I'm sending those thoughts to you. See, words are manifested thoughts. Everything, even this building. It started as a thought in someone's mind. And then it had to be communicated. He didn't think it and then wake up in the buildings here. It had to be communicated. And in communicating it, people went into action and then brought it to manifestation. So God sends his thoughts to us. How does he do that? Verse 10, as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there. But water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Verse 10, as the rain comes down, the snow from heaven, do not return there, but water the earth, make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Everybody say seed to the sower, seed to the sower. and bread to the eater. Say it again. Again. Now take note of that. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. It will accomplish what I please and it will prosper in the thing for which I sent it. How do you know God's already living in full prosperity? He has need of nothing. So why is he sending the word? Not for his purpose. It's for you. It's for me. Why is he sending his word? Well, we studied it out this morning. The Bible's very clear that without faith, it is impossible to please God. That God takes 
pleasure in the prosperity of his servant and that the Lord will increase you more and more, you and your children. God came up with the idea of increase. And so he didn't just keep it in heaven. He sent it into the earth and he sends his word with purpose. That's how God operates. Remember, we had a look at Ephesians. The Bible tells us in chapter 3 and uh, chapter 5, Ephesians 5 verse 1 from the Amplified, therefore be imitators of God, copy Him, follow His example as well-beloved children imitate their father. Paul is saying we must copy God. That's a phenomenal statement. God is God. We will never be God. This takes nothing from God. Even when the Bible talks about Jesus, when he came to the earth, he emptied himself of his godliness. It says he did not see being called equal with God called robbery. It didn't take from the Father anything to be called equal with God. God's not intimidated by you thinking you can operate like him. A man will try and call it blasphemy. That's exactly why they try to stone Jesus. And he says, why do you want to stone me? What, what did I do? No, we're not stoning you for any work. It's because you made yourself one with the Father. You said, me and my Father are one. See, that, that's religion. It wasn't, it wasn't the sinners that were trying to stone him. It was the dominies, the pastors and the priests. Come on, you're getting this. It was the religious folk. When Jesus stood up and said, me and my father are one, they're like, you really? You wanna call yourself like God? And Jesus said things like, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. What's he saying? You see the son, you see the father. Sometimes you can tell when you, when you see somebody, you know, in the natural, you see a son walking, you go, that must be Pastor Alan's son. Sounds like him, walks like him, talks like him. Have you noticed there's certain congregations, uh, you know, like, like we are Christian Family Church, there's certain places you go there and you can hear the same voice, different voices, different people, but it's the preaching sounds the same, even the way they speak. What's happening? That's a son imitating a father. That's that's the way God designed it to be. It's not something wrong with that. It's supposed to be that way. Right up into the realm of your father. Paul saying, watch God, copy him. I'm not intimidated by that. Who do you call yourself equal with God? Well, Jesus said I would do the same works he did and greater. And he said he doesn't do anything unless he sees the father do it. So how does God operate? How does He work in the realm of the Spirit? The Bible tells us that He spoke to the realms. Remember we had a look in Genesis chapter 2. God didn't say, let there be a fish. He spoke to the water and said, bring the fish forth. God didn't create a cow. He spoke to the ground and said, bring forth the cow. God decides what He wants, sees it, and in seeing it, it's now a thought, then puts that thought into words and He speaks to the environment that's supposed to bring that thing forth. 
And the moment he speaks to that environment, it goes to work on that word and produces what it's supposed to. And that's even born out in the natural. Said to us this morning, we have here a packet of seeds. Remember, Jesus said, the seed is the word of God. Word is seed. Say that. The word of God is seed. So when I take the seed here, I go to the shop. There's a whole shelf full of different seeds. I don't just walk in and say, I want some seeds and pick one and walk out and then plant it. Let's see what comes out. You know, if they, if they just put on yeah, just a picture of little black seeds, you could choose any one you want. No, you have to go in and say, what is it that I want? And so this one happens to be beetroot. And so you look at it and you notice the picture is not a picture of seeds. It's the picture of what the seed can produce. But it's different. Now, how many beetroot are in you? Now you can tell there's a lot of seeds in you. Now the amount of beetroot that are in you, it may be a whole field full. A truckloads. But to transport it, it's easier to transport like this. Everything you need in your life, from the moment you are put into this earth to the moment you leave this planet, think of all the food you're going to eat, all the clothes you're ever going to wear, all the houses you're ever going to live in, all the cars you're ever going to drive, everything that you use, trucks, trains, aeroplanes that you're going to fly in, everything you want to get from this moment to the time you leave. God has already given it to you. You need to renew your mind to this because otherwise we're still waiting on God to give us something. But the word is clear. God has given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. He's blessed you with every, with every, with every what? What? See, that's fourth dimensional. It begins in the spirit realm. Before this earth existed, it already existed in the heart of God, in the mind of God, in the thoughts of God. When he spoke it, it manifested into the natural. The kingdom of God is not out here or out there. You're not going to access it. You're not going to see it. You're not going to get it in the natural. The kingdom of God is in you. It is in you. Just lay your hands on it and say, the whole kingdom of God is in me. See, now, if you're thinking three-dimensionally, you're thinking this little square foot in my chest. No, in the realm of the Spirit, that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all spiritual understanding, that you may comprehend the width, the breadth, the depth, and height the fullness of God, which is in you. Not the fullness of his creation, the fullness of God. 
Well, let me ask you, how wide is God? How high is God? How deep is God? If you're thinking three-dimensionally, God, wherever you are, He is. Isn't that right? You can't put Him in a box. Yet the fullness of God, the full wisdom of God, the full power of God, the full provision of God is right now inside you. So you are not even limited to that physical body you're sitting in. The Bible says right now, right now, right now, you are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Isn't that right? So you're looking at me now in section three Gans Center, wherever you may be watching from. But you are seated in heaven. Yes. How's that possible? See, you've got to get out of three dimensions. You, if you think three dimensions, you think yeah or there. No, there's not a yeah or there. There's, there's just there. Amen. You are there. Amen. You are there. Amen. Oh, come on. You've got to get a hold of this. You are there. Amen. Amen. That's why God's name is I am, not I was or I will be. That's time. I am. So God, in your future that's still coming, that house that's going to still manifest, that car, that job, that ministry, that baby, that husband, that... That's TikTok time future. But you already have it. You're already there. I said, you're already there. I said, you're already there. I already have beetroot. I said, I already have beetroot. But then how do I eat this? I've got to do something more than just having it. I have to now sow it. God gives bread for eating. He has my food. But it begins as a seed. If God gave you everything that you could possibly need, want, or desire, there's not enough warehouses to keep it. But He's already placed it in you. But it comes in seed form. Because now, Hebrews 11:1, 1, faith is the substance of things. I'm hoping for be true. But I got the substance. It's in my hand. I, ha I have the substance. The evidence... There's the proof. They, they said, it is written. If I planted this and Dacha came up, I would have a serious problem with this company. No, it is written. I fully expect that when I plant this, to get what's on the packet. It's the evidence of things not yet seen in the natural. So your increase is already here. You already have your promotion. You already have that house. You have that spouse. You have that baby. So what must I do? I've got to plant it. I have to sow the seed. I have to put it in the ground. And this is something you need to get a hold of is because as long as we're thinking just in three dimensions, you'll be limited 
to the time span, the space, and matter of this three-dimensional realm. If you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible. I'm going to come over here to the billionaires. I said, if you can see the impossible, you can do. If you can see the invisible, you can do the impossible. See, it begins with seeing. It begins with seeing. The devil is working 24 hours a day, seven days a week on your unbelief. He'll do everything to talk you out and he'll send religious people your way to just do that. Remember blind Bartimaeus? Son of David, son of David, have mercy on me. What did they do? Be quiet. Yeah, but I heard he does miracles. Not for you today. Who do you think you are? These are the people that watch Jesus do other miracles. Oh, I'm blind Bartimaeus. No, the devil's working on your unbelief. You want to see, can I talk this blind man out of his seat? What does Jesus do? He doesn't say, don't worry, come here. There you go, now you can see. He has, to, he has to find out, do you know what you want? Because if you don't see it, it's not going to happen. You've got to understand this. The devil's working on your unbelief. Do you know what you want? And his statement is, Lord that I can see. And Jesus says, according to your faith, it is done. According to your faith, it is done. That's true for physical blindness, but it's also true for spiritual blindness. Jesus said, forget the religious people. They are blind, leaning, the blind, they both gonna land up in the pit. I don't need YouTube to agree with my doctrine. I don't need anybody to agree. I only need the Word of God. And I bring my life in agreement with the Word. And once my life is in agreement with the Word and I align my speech with it, what do you see? Father, I can see my house paid off. I can see my children in my future. I can see this building finished and completed. Finished, furnished, and free. I see it. I see it. I see it. Then according to your faith, let it be done. You see, as long as you're working in the three dimensions, the natural realm, you're always going to be competing. And that's when you get hot under the collar and stressed because your competitor's getting the contract and you're supposed to get it. And maybe if I take this guy to lunch and I visit with that one and maybe, but I should be here. I should have got up earlier. I should have done. Toil. 
You're not called to compete. You are called to dominate. Oh. I'm going to come over here. We're going to move crowd again. I, I said you've come to dominate. How do you do it? With those words. With those words. You refuse to be moved by what you're seeing. I don't care what the economy does. This world's played by the curse. Ah, interest rates are so high and there's recession and blah, 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 blah. Just decide you're not participating. You're not of this world. I said you're not of this world. They muck up their rules. You are dominating by the presence of God's Spirit and His anointing in you and by the words He's given you to speak. It's in those spoken words that you're going to see the manifestation. So it's time that we make a decision. I can sit there and, you know, that, that's one of the issues that we have as Christians. I was just talking with Pastor Danny, we meditating through these things. And I've, you've heard me say it before. It's almost like it's only the Christians that you need to convince that they should prosper. Because prosperity is not a promise. It's a law. You don't have to convince a pilot to fly his aeroplane. There's laws. He, he does it. You don't have to be saved to fly an aeroplane. Any farmer, you, you take the most heathenistic, atheist, blasphemer, give him this packet of seeds, they go plant it. I guarantee you, he'll produce beetroot. Why? It's built into the system. I said it's built into the system. It's not a promise from God. It's a law. Promises are, if you do this, I will do that. Now I have an obligation. Am I going to obey God? And there will be a manifestation of something that is attributed to that. But the laws, He teaches you. So that when you take the law and apply it, even an unsaved person will get a harvest. Why are we still battling with this? When Paul teaches us, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, Verse six, he who gives sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Duh. We needed a scripture to teach us that. That's like telling a farmer, you put one milli pup in the ground, you're going to get one milli bush. If you want 10 milli bushes, you've got to put 10 milli pups in the ground. Now, if you want 100 milli pups, how many? If you want 100 milli bushes, how many, how many milli pups do you need to put in the ground? You think the farmer like, give me a break? Are you with me? Yes. And yet you've got Christians tipping God. I'm believing God for a house. Hallelujah. I'm believing God for a, a car. Here's my 10 rand. Okay. How big do you want your car? Is it, is it remote control? A little one of these ones. What kind of car are you looking for? 
It's a principle. God, I don't understand it. I just don't get this. You know, you know, here I am. I believe you. I'm the one singing in the choir. I'm the one cleaning the church. I'm there before the doors even open and I'm serving. You know how much I love you. Look at that. I go, got distinctions in Bible college. I'm, I'm, I mean, I, if anybody needs anyone to pray for the sick, they know who to call. I'll go. I'm, yeah, I'm like, why haven't I increased? God never promised that. You say, if you work harder, you'll get more harvest. Isn't that right? And yeah, we're trying to somehow impress God. And I understand why I don't increase. And I look at my, the neighbor, this guy, he, he just joined the church. He just joined. I saw him last week in spiritual growth seminar, the line. He, he, uh, there he was. And look at that. You give him a whole acre full of wheat. Oh, God must have his favorites. No, just rewind. Look at that man's history. I can promise you, he got seed enough for an acre. And instead of turning it into bread, he put it in the ground and he made the sacrifice of sowing that seed. Now he has a field full of harvest. Hallelujah. Like people say, I'm not happy with the car you drive. No, it's not my car you're not happy with. It's your car you're not happy with. Isn't that right? You want a car? Sow the seed. Come on, are you getting this? We are the ones that need to apply the seed. Look, he sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. He who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. What's he talking about? So let each one give as he purposes. You decide. You decide on the size of your harvest. Don't get upset with someone else because they prosper. They chose the size of their seed. Now you're upset with their harvest. No, you decide your harvest. Give not, give as you purpose in your heart, not grudgingly of necessity. God loves a, He loves a, and listen to this. Now, God is able to make grace, all grace abound towards you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have, may have, have, See, that's more than you need. More than you need. I don't need much. I just want a little house and a little car. I'll be happy serving Jesus. That's fine. No one, you don't have to live in a mansion. You don't have to drive a German car. You don't have to. If you're happy with a one-bedroom house, a little car, saving petrol, all that, I get that. It's fine. But you still believe God for abundance because there are churches to plant. There are buildings to build. There are Bible colleges to establish. There's far more than just paying your rent at the end of the month. 
not think the kingdom of God. He'll give you an abundance. He'll make that grace so that you have an abundance for every good work. Now listen, it's written, he's dispersed abroad, he's given to the poor. Verse nine. His righteousness endures forever. Now listen to verse 10. Now may he... Suppliers, seed to the sower, bread for food, so shall my word be. It's sent for a purpose. What's the reason it's sent? The one who sent the word for a purpose has built into the system to multiply the seed you have sown. Not just what you want. The seed you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness and you are enriched in how many things? You're enriched in everything for all liberality. What's that mean? Generosity. For generosity. It's not just for you. I don't just want the job so that I feel comfortable at the end of the month. I don't want my house paid in full just so now that I don't have to worry about next month's bond payment. No, I want to be cleared so that when I see a need, I can feed into it. I can give to it. When there's a call for seed, I can do it. We need to get buy a building. How much do you need? Where do I write the check to? Are you, uh, uh, that, that's the kind of movement. We shouldn't be waiting for weeks and doing fundraising and pancake sales and, and, and all kinds of things to try and raise a little bit of money to buy some chairs. When you've got a whole building, we should be able to write here, just say, right, we, we're buying the building. It costs X amount. Who's doing it? Bam, 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 bam. Thank you. Let's get on with the service. Let's talk about salvations. Let's get people back into the Word of God. Let's get families healed and whole. That's the level we're operating at. What does that do? It causes thanksgiving to God. Praise God. Praise God. I said, praise God. So this is a whole nother level of living. This is fourth dimensional increase. Praise God. It's where you know what you need and can call it in. Remember the prophet? When they were ready, they're eating their children. And he says, no, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. Tomorrow this time. Tomorrow this time. Next time about, next year about this time, you'll have your baby. Tomorrow this time, it'll be abundant and cheap. You don't have to be tied into a 30-year mortgage bond. You can violate time. I said, you can violate time. You can take time out the equation. You can say, no, about next week this time. That, that, that house is paid for in full. Oh, come on, give Jesus praise if you're getting a hold of it. So you activate that with your seed. Hallelujah. God gives seed to the sower. 
Everything you need is already in you. And he has given the avenue when you give into his kingdom that activates that harvest system. He set it up that way. I said, he set it up. That's why Jesus said, give and it will be given back. How? Good measure, pressed out, shaken together, fourth dimensional, running over. Hallelujah. You ready to live that? Amen. Say this, Father God, thank you for your word. You sent your word in order to prosper me. That's your pleasure. I believe it. Today, I receive it. In acknowledgement of your word. Faith without works is dead. I activate my faith. I activate my faith. I bring it to life by speaking and by acting. In my hand is the declaration of my faith. Here it is. I have my seed packet. It is written. I have my increase. Speak what it is. I have my business. Speak what it is. I have my ministry. Speak what it is. I have this finance fully supplied. I have my baby. I have my spouse. I have, I have it. I have my healing in my body. I have it. I have it. Say, I have it. Now I speak. Say this, I speak to the kingdom of God that God has decreed. It shall bring forth. And this seed is now going to work as you designed it to do and producing my harvest. I receive it in the name of Jesus. Now receive it by faith. Now just lift your hands, lift your hands. Now, Father, I'm speaking as your designated prophet tonight. You gave us the words and you gave us the permission and the instruction to decree. Now, you've heard every voice that spoke today, yeah, and all our campuses. And I bring my faith into agreement with it. You did say, Father, if any two agree touching anything, it'll be done. Your whole kingdom is now at work on the seed. Even now, even now, I say it manifests. I release your grace, your anointing in the name of Jesus. And we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor, we give you all. It's you, it's you, it's you. We praise you, we praise you. We praise you, we praise you. We praise you, we give you glory, we give you glory, we give you glory. We praise you, we praise you, we praise you, we praise you. We praise you, we praise you, we praise you. Come on, give him glory, give him glory, give him glory, give him glory. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Come on, give me praise, give me praise, give me praise. Give me praise, give me praise. 
praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.